Oh, hey, Kurtz, how's it going? Good. Are we on? Yeah, let's go. Oh. <laughs> My name's Mark Copes. I'm Andrew Baxter. And this is... Cuccioli e Cacomori. What? <laughs> you have to guess what language that is. <laughs> yeah, I have to guess what language. I'll, guess, I'll be guessing that's uh, probably some watermelon in... Italian. Yeah, it probably, probably isn't the way I said it, but probably. mostly... <laughs> Uh, How have you been, Copes? Oust. Uh, been good. Been a long time. Long time, no speak. Man, we got physically so close. Our bodies were so close in in relation to the world. For real this time, not like the first time when you said that you were in, you were nearby and that was you were transiting in Heathrow. Oh yeah, that happened first, and then we were in in London for a, for a couple of weeks. But uh, sorry about that. Couldn't couldn't make it happen. <laughs> it's alright. It happens. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it turns out um, we had a surprise, a uh, little surprise. Both our families turned up at the airport. Which is, for most people, probably not that big a thing, but we should point out that this airport is uh, in a different hemisphere from when they normally live, so that's the, they, they, they flew a long way to come see you. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. That was moderately surprising. <laughs> Natalie was <laughs> Natalie was in, in, on, in on my side. She knew my parents were coming. And I didn't know anything about anything. And then... Were you told? Yeah. In this case, you were told and you were meant to keep it secret. And the reason you kept it secret was because you completely forgot. <laughs> that is actually a real possibility. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what a surprise. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> also, what did we have for dinner last night? I can't remember. Um, no, no, so that was good. And then we... Uh, then Nat got fully surprised as well because her folks were there. I didn't see that coming at all. And then we got to the apartment and... My bro had just turned up. He had got on a separate flight and met us all at the airport. So just rocked up. All around. How long were you in London then? Uh, I think it had been like ten days. Ten days, yeah. because I, I saw your what you got up to like the first day, and that seemed pretty pretty hectic. Did you keep up like that? Uh, kind of. Yeah. Not maybe not that many things in a day, but um, it was flat tack. It was like definitely a change a change of pace. Like we we were used to just take it easy and blah blah blah, but. Obviously, because they're only there for, you know, the, the week or two. We wanted to, to make the most of it. It's exhausting having a holiday like that, isn't it? When you get there, you just like, I need to see everything now. Exactly. It's great, but it's also, like, it's just exhausting. It's just the nature of the beast. So um, we saw a lot, and, uh, yeah, watched straight away, as soon as we landed, we were pretty much off to, to watch Arsenal play, which didn't think that was ever going to happen. Who did they lose to? Oh, man, they kicked ass. They, they, oh. they won 5 nil. To Neil, who's Neil? Um, uh, do you remember how they played Nat? Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, not Tottenham because there's a song about them. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I can't remember who they were. Not important, really. We we're going for Arsenal. They were the home team. We didn't want to be killed at all. So, oh, apparently they had an Australian guy on the team. If that helps at all, anyone? No, it doesn't help me at all. I, I don't. I don't no. know. I, I don't know enough all about the Premier League. Okay, they had this uh, this awesome cheer, and it said, um, uh, "Oh man, they're so good there. Their heckles, like their heckles, aren't just isn't just the drunk guy at the back of the stadium. Like the whole crowd heckles the same song." And they had this one where there was two parts, and they're like, "What do we think of Tottenham?" And the other half says, "Yeah, shit." Like, what do we think of shit? And they say, "Tottenham." And then they say, "Thank you." And they go, "That's all right." And then they start singing about something else. <laughs> 
<laughs> so every time every time we saw Tottenham on the map, it was like, oh, that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, football rivalries. It's great. Yeah, like I, I mean, I never, never in my life thought I'd be going to a football game, a Premier League, especially. And also because I thought, like, there's a good chance of dying at the match. Like, I heard stories of flares and people being squashed to death and all this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it definitely has a reputation. But I'm going to guess that whilst you were there, you didn't see any of it at all. No, we're, I mean, that probably helps because you're in the nosebleeds. But I think the only <laughs> the only thing that, that happened was we um, had to pay an exorbitant fee to, to buy the resold tickets. <laughs> That's probably it. It's weird how I'd hate football and, yeah, I still managed to pick up things about it just being in this country. Yeah, you have to have an idea. Like people would always come up to you afterwards because you were in the scarf and they just want to know the score and I felt like I could contribute to the conversation, but that's all I knew. It's like, like I think I mentioned before, but every time you go to Thailand, because they're massive into football there, every time you go there, they find out you're English and they ask you which team you support and I have to make something up. <laughs> and they're probably happy with that. Yeah, well, it's, I'll tell you what, the reason I did make something up is because I found out how disappointed they are if you just shut the conversation down. They're all getting all excited. Oh, we're going to get to talk about football. And then you go, oh, I don't, I don't watch it. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh silence. So, bangers and mesh. Yeah. <laughs> did you have bangers and mesh whilst you were over here? Uh, I did. I did. And it was exactly what I thought it would be. Just bangers and mesh. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what <laughs> I, know, I, was kind of, I was kind of expecting something. I mean, there was gravy. Let's, let's not, let's not um, <laughs> jump around the topic. <laughs> Having the culinary delights of London, you had bangers and mash. Did you have a pork pie? Uh, I think we had a pie at one stage. It was, I mean, maybe we didn't know because I think any time we had a pie was it was in a dish with like a lid on it. So that's not a pork pie. No. Uh, that, that's 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 a, that's that's also a very worthy type of pie, but that's a different type of pie to the one I'm talking about. We don't just have one type of pie over here. Oh, game pie. That's game pie. Game pie. God, look at you, Mister Fancy Pants. Mm, yeah, apparently we did. However, like when the parents left, we had um, like a day and night to like get our shit together, and we had a we cooked up a feast. We cooked up a um, went to Tesco. And bought what are they called again? No, no, no. no. That's it. Yorkshire pudding and onion rings. Just, just say Yorkshire was, pudding again. Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> I've never heard it called that before. <laughs> look, they're really nice, but there's not much to them. Well, look, so a Yorkshire pudding is meant to be that you have it with a rope. What did you have it with? Yeah, well, there's a whole story with that. We went to a well when we bought it, we bought it with onion rings. That that sort of. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> We went, went to a pub on our last day for a Sunday roast at 11 a.m. And they're like, yeah. sorry, we're out of Sunday roast. I'm like, okay, that's cool. What else have you got? And this is like half an hour later after we've ordered it. So they're like, sorry, we've run out. I'm like, okay, fair enough. What have you got? And they're like, oh, let me find out. So he comes back and like, well, we've got this um, chicken and leek pie and we've got this uh, bangers and mash, blah, blah, blah. And like, fine, we'll just get that. Half an hour later, it comes back. Yeah, sorry, we don't have any of them either. Oh, God. <laughs> So apparently, it took them an hour. So they couldn't find the t- the pies. It disappeared. So went for a run. Uh, we didn't. We didn't get the delight of the, the Sunday roast. Oh, you missed out then. Well, yeah, but London. I tell you what, London people, they're hilarious drunk, <laughs> and they're also very friendly. <laughs> like you jump, you jump on a train line in Perth when people are drunk, and you're kind of fearing for your life. Well, you definitely but, want to be in a different place at that point. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, they're having a good old time. They're cracking jokes and yeah, it seemed like a good place to be. So L- London has your Cope's seal of approval. Worth going back? Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll definitely be back. We had a, a couple of mishaps, but apart from that, what did we see? We saw we saw that and we saw the Book of Mormons. Have you seen that? I, I still haven't, no. Yeah, highly recommend. Worth going, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in London. All good. What's been happening with you? What's happening with me? Got a job, but that's boring. How long have you been working there? I, I'm not yet. I start on... 
the 2nd of January. Oh, man, so awesome. probably just after this episode's come out. Oh, sweet. Or well, maybe three weeks before. We don't know, really. Yeah, I've no idea. Yeah, whenever. <laughs> I mean, I'm still editing the last one. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> like, I love, we should have definitely called our name of the show something to do with a weekly. We should yeah. definitely have made, like, probably the weekly. weekly. Yeah, because it, 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 it definitely is not. It's more fun when it's a mystery. You don't know when it's coming, when it's when it's dropping. Well, it's funny. I, I know we've been saying this a couple like for the last couple of episodes, but it's amazing how when you haven't got like a job, suddenly you don't get anything done. Oh. So I've been simultaneously not doing anything and yet really busy. Exactly. I've never like I thought I thought this time in our lives, especially you know when you said you'd never job and we'd be traveling. I thought should we be recording an episode every day? have all the time in the world <laughs> and you're just like oh wait i've got time to scratch your bum not at all especially seeing as you're thinking like oh i just just i how much time have i got to just do whatever i want and then i can just stop doing it. and yeah i don't i mean there was a point where i had a very sudden moment of self-clarity the other week when i realized that i was really really wasting like wasting my life because i was sat there with both screens loaded up on one screen had Cookie Clicker open, and the other screen had Universal Paperclips, which is another clicking game. Universal Paperclips. Yeah, so I was just running two clicker games at the same time, and I was obsessed. <laughs> uh, I just suddenly realised, like, why, why am I doing I've been, I've been sat here for five hours doing this. You need to like get onto like, uh, farming accounts for people. You'd be perfect at it. No, I, then I, you I, would be earning money for it. I should just get myself a farming simulator. That's what I should do. <laughs> I, was, I just don't know why why and even when i noticed this and you sat there looking at you going what am i doing with myself why can i still not stop i have That's to finish the, them games you can't it just is at least universal paperclips has a pretty solid ending fairly quickly in it doesn't last long. i'm st- i'm still playing cookie clicker after two years you've pretty much had it um going full time for like a couple of years legacy started 470 days ago and that was not my first legacy so i i i, I yeah <laughs> and yeah, I can't stop. Cannot stop. I do wonder. You haven't maxed out on it at all, have you? Like, there's heaps of things to, still to do. Oh, it's that's, it's going to take so long to get there. The problem is that um, the longer I play it, the more invested I am. So the mm. more time I spend on it. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, this this is why it's going to be really good to actually have a, you know, a job to be like force me to get out and do things, and then have a bit less spare time. But in that spare time, I can justify doing whatever I want. That's exactly right. You can feel bad, feel good about doing nothing. And I can be like, I've only got one evening free this week, so I have to edit. That's it. Instead of going, ah, oh, I'll get around to it. And then not. Yes, yes. Oh, well, it's the way life is, I guess. I guess some of us have to work. <laughs> some, some of us have to work to make stuff happen. Yeah, until the machines take over, and then we don't have to do anything. I do wonder, though, like, especially when you're catching the train, the, the, you know, train around London, you see all these office buildings with, whole bunch of people behind computers. And it's amazing how the world operates from people behind computers. It just us. How is it that we can all just manage to make such an economy based around people pushing numbers around? Yeah, not even pushing numbers around, like just getting one index finger and pressing one button at a time like a monkey. Just getting cookies. Yeah, getting cookies. I still can't find a bottle of... Uh, I was so looking forward to having a beer this evening whilst recording <laughs> this, and now I've got a beer and I can't open it. And this is really upsetting me now. Yeah, it's smashing on the counter, right? Yeah, well, I tell you what, it's getting close. I was pleasantly disgusted, but also surprised to find a 660 mil beer for 60 euro cents, whatever they call it. 60 euro 60 cents? 60 cents, yeah. Yeah, and it's a plastic bottle with a screw cap lid. So it's it's perfect. That's that's a Dr. Pepper you got there. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. You've got a twist top beer in a plastic bottle. I've learned to be able to check if it does have, if it's alcoholic or not. So this one is, thank God, finally. Oh, how many, how many times have you been stung with that? Nah, just that one time in, in Prague. Never again, never again. Was it crap? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
didn't, didn't drink it. Even like for my taste, and I don't even know what beer tastes like, and I knew it was bad. For you, it's beer, tasting like beer is a binary option. It does or it doesn't. <laughs> That's it. I wanted to play a game with you. you want to play? I love playing games. If you want to play with me, <laughs> you can always play with me. <laughs> okay, fine. This is going to be great. This, uh, this game is a little, little play-along-at-home game called um, oh, the Yes or No game. Yes or No game. Yeah, that probably needs a better name than Let's that. Let's play the theme tune. <laughs> well, that was a good theme that's tune. I know where I got that from. That's going to sound really great. It did <laughs> sound really great, I mean. That was going awesome. to sound so good yeah. when I finish it up. But we don't have any more credits for those sounds, do we? <laughs> <laughs> You can just put the elevated music in for everything. <laughs> so this is a, a game called Yes or No. I'm going to – I found there was a lot of interesting um, uh, station names like bus station, train station, subway stations in London. So you're probably going to be advantaged, but maybe if you do actually know the answer, you can just stall for a couple of seconds for the for the players listening at home. But uh, And I'll try and keep up, keep up score. But basically I'll say a name and you say whether it is a real station – or if it's made up. Are you uh, ready? So, so I need to guess if it's real or made up, and if I get it right, you're... You get a point. I get a point. If you get it, if you get it wrong, if I get it wrong, I you get play the point. klaxon. Yeah, and then if uh, at the end of the game I win, um, then that's great. And then we're all naked, and then who cares? <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, loser has to take off their clothes. Done. Awesome. <laughs> if you're playing along at home, you get it wrong. you got to take off some clothes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, first station, Nunhead. Nunhead. Yeah. So this this is a station that is named after someone a, a nun's head. Although head is also a name of places. I don't know what head stands for because I'm sh- assuming it stands for the top of a mine. Nunhead, nunhead. Uh, I'm going to guess that is not a tube station. Not not a station in London. Close uh, one point. Oh man, I thought it was too get... obvious. I was like, that that that, actually, that sounds like a real place, but surely that's made up. Yeah, I've got actually a chance of winning this. I didn't think I had any chance. <laughs> it's exciting. All right. Hope you player at home got that right because that was obviously a real name. Duh. Right, uh, second one. Jam saddle. Jam saddle. Yeah. So this is spelt as in. Jam like strawberry jam, saddle as in sex saddle. Or horse saddle. Yeah. yeah, horse saddle. Horse saddle. Well, that might be one that more people know about. Um, jam saddle. Uh, so I I don't know where you got this from. Uh, so, but surely that is not a real place. I'm going to say no. That's definitely not a station. You're correct. Hey. Damn it. Damn it. I thought I could. I, I was just trying to get on the, the what is it called nomenclature. Of, of London people, but Natalie you, you, was you, shaking you, her head vigorously when I said it. Jams. It's really hard to make up names. It's really hard to make up. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it is, but you probably need to do best, a bit better than Jam Saddle. Now I know the, the kind of the level of what your made-up names are. This game might get a lot easier. To be honest, I had to make these up when just before we started the podcast because I forgot. I had a note in there like, Mark, remember to add fake names. And I hadn't done it yet. Should have put so, it on Trello. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So it's one all at the moment. Name three. How many? How many are we playing to? Well, it's out of ten. Out of ten. Okay, so ten. So if and then I guess and there's going to be a tiebreaker if we get five all. Correct. I accidentally had an eleventh one, so that works out perfectly. Okay, third name is 
Cockfosters. That is a tube station. I guess you knew that. Yep. I can put a pause in for that. It's definitely, I've been there. Yep, yep. Not only have I been there, every time I was on a train that said, next stop is Cockfosters, I, we, we couldn't help laughing. Now, everyone else around you will just sit there looking really bored. But unlike Coburn in Perth, they actually say Cockfosters. So you just have an announcement just saying Cockfosters all the time. Yeah, they're not even listening around. Like They're not even pretending. Yeah, and and you can tell people who you can tell like commuters and tourists because all the tourists are smirking to themselves, and everyone else, all the commuters are just you know, nose buried in their book or whatever they're doing. Or more, exactly. nowadays more like a phone, but yeah. The station was the the um, inspiration for this game. Obviously, it's and I think they they put emphasis on the end of cock. Like cockbusters, just to like in case you didn't hear it, just just to make sure that you can understand clearly. Yeah, I love saying cock and bollocks, don't they? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> not the train people, of course. Uh, fourth station, so we're two to one, two to you. Player at home, I hope you're winning. All right, fourth station yep. is Flitwick. Flitwick. So you're saying there's a station named after the professor in Harry Potter? I am not giving away anything. Flitwick, but is it spelt the same? So F I F L I T W I C K, Flitwick. Correct. Ooh. So now you don't know because maybe Mark's really smart. And yeah, that that one does work. That 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 could that could work as a as a as a place name. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, that is a train station. Yes, you're correct. Damn it. Damn it. Three one. Damn it. I didn't even know that was a Harry Potter name. If only I'd have known. The thing is, like, I'm so bad at poker. Like, I'm, I just grin the entire time I play poker. So, like, I can't even, like, every, if you say something and I say something in return, I'm thinking about, am, am I making it obvious because you know that I make mistakes and I can easily give it away? Or am I playing on that and doing the double negative, it's just really hard for me to even keep track of, let alone you. I, I think even know. The, the best poker players are the ones who have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I do believe that's how I almost won once. Whenever I play, I have to have a Google image search of like uh, all the, the winning types of hands in the order of like um, strength. I don't know how people memorize that. And well, it's some I, of it's a bit like, I'm pretty sure there's different rules for different places as to what what beats what yeah so i could i could like play and and it's not that i'm bluffing it's i actually think i have a good hand <laughs> and i realize that i'm looking at the list in the wrong order or something like that so, so look, look i've got i've got an ace myself. i've got an ace i've got this must be a good hand no you've got ace high there all right so i thought i was actually gonna have a chance but you actually kick my ass here three one all right uh fifth name the smack and paddle the smack and paddle <laughs> yes. Oh, I really want that to be a real place. It sounds like a pub. It does. The smack and paddle. It? Could there be a pub? There would be a pub at the Smack and Paddle in Smack and Paddle. I really want that to be a train station, so I'm going to say it is a train station. Oh, thank God it's not. Oh, oh, Jesus. You got me so excited. <laughs> Can you tell? But I can't even not laugh. Like, I'm going to have to start muting myself. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, three, two. I'm not sure if you're just being nice to me, but that's good. All right, I'm caught up again. All right, uh, sixth one, Potter's Bar. Potter's Bar. Is that like a small type of pottery barn? Potter's Bar. So if you made that one up, that's pretty good because the Potters do live in London, yeah. Uh, that is, I'm going to say that's not a train station. 
Bad luck it is. What? Potter's Bar? Oh, bad luck. I'm gonna, once we're done here, I'm going to go and look all of these up. <laughs> and then... Please do. After the recording, when everything's finished, please do. I probably won't do anything, actually. I'll just look it up <laughs> yeah, and go, oh, that's nice. Forget. This is great. This is, I can just decide the, the, the success of this game. It's awesome. All right, the next one is... Actually, I gotta, we might have to Google these. Surely, the, oh, right. in case you've managed to make one up that happens to exist anyway. Well, I'm confused. Okay, um, I made this one up. It's called Westminster. No, it's called Westminster. <laughs> um, um, next one. Bat and ball. Bat and ball. Uh, bat and ball. That must not be a trade station. Surely that's not. I'm just double checking. You're just double checking. <laughs> I, I, I was like, are you stalling or something? Because I wrote it down. And I was like, have I already made up names and not, not so, put wait, my little You, you came up with these names and now you're forgetting which ones are real and which ones are fake. <laughs> wait, no, let me have a look. A plus on the pre production there. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to say, look, I'm just going to give the point to you because. I don't even believe that's a real station, even though I think I've. <laughs> you, you mean you're sat there, sure that it's sure that it exists, and yet you can't find it on Google or anywhere or any reference to I it. Think, I think what I've done. This is like the best best version of this game ever. I think I've already put my bullshit answers in here. What do you mean? Oh, it's that. So you mean I you're searching for it, it and it has no idea? Well, this is a real mystery as whether we know or not. Oh well. Um... Imagine that turning game. up on like a game show and they're going, uh, okay, I'm going to answer C, final answer. Okay. Oh, we yeah, don't actually check. know what the answer is. <laughs> you may or may not have won right. a million pounds. This next one, I'm, I'm giving that one to you as a freebie just for like being a poor producer. Well, you see, what I'm going to do is when I'm listening back through, so I'm going to check. <laughs> oh. oh, you do have that luxury in the editing. I'm going to check. Uh, this one counter. I do know because this one I remember, of course. Our next station is Long Johnson. Long Johnson. <laughs> Long Johnson's. Surely that is. I mean, Long Johnson is the kind of thing which I, I'm sure I would have heard about this place if it does exist, because it would be right up there with Cockfosters. Long Johnson. Uh, that is. I'm going to say no. That is not a train station. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was on a on a YouTube video that. Uh... South Park made fun of. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I made this up, but yeah, apart from that. Long Johnson. All I remember is that that quote. All right, you're you're kicking my ass now. Five three. We're getting towards the tail end. This is where I make my my comeback. Next one is Biggles Wade. Biggles Wade. That sounds like mm -hmm. a football team. Is there a team called Biggles Wade? Which means there would be a suburb there. Which means that there'd be a train station there. Biggles Wade. Biggles Wade. Or, is, or have you managed? Or have you done a smart thing, which has made one of the slightly different from a real one, so that I can't remember. Biggles oh, Wade. Yeah, that would have been a good idea for you to have earlier, wouldn't it? Mm, would have been a good, from, <laughs> good idea for me not to give away that I didn't do. <laughs> uh, Biggles Wade. I'm going to say that is not a train station. No. Bad luck. It is. Biggles Wade. Sure. Biggles Wade. By four. Pickles Wade. All right. All right. This is good. You can't even prove me wrong. Um, just I'm checking the validity of this next one. Cricket. 
You mean you still need to quickly check if you made it up or whether it actually exists? <laughs> yeah. <Or> both. <laughs> good. Um, I just want you to know what it is. Um, okay, 10th one. This one is called Cricket Wood. Cricket Wood. Why would there be a place called Cricket Wood unless it had crickets in it? And that would have to be my... Uh, cricket Wood. No, I, would, I, I don't think... I'm, I'm not going to believe that. I'm not going to fall for this one again. Cricket Wood is not a place. And the answer is... Mark doesn't know. Mark doesn't know. Trying to get- <laughs> <laughs> you see, there's a point when stalling for dramatic effect turns into just not knowing the answer. <laughs> Pausing is actually my Googling. <laughs> oh dear, what a great show. But there is a tiebreaker, and I do want to say it just because it's um I love it. I love this uh this name. It's um I didn't actually see it on the map, but I heard a guy say this and we asked where he was from, and he said he was from Proper North. You think Proper North is a, a train station? No, I don't. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> Who says proper north? What is that? Proper, proper. Ah, no. See, proper north is defined by whoever you're talking to, because basically, if anyone is in the vis- vaguely in the vicinity who is further north than them, then they're not from the proper north. Ah, uh, okay. It's the most north. It's whoever's the most north in the room, because otherwise, <laughs> the person who's more north will go. That's not north. Exactly. So you got to kind of hedge your bets when you say you're from proper north, probably. Oh, I think everyone north of Birmingham is from the north, so I can't put them all into one big boat. Okay. Turns out they don't appreciate that. So you won the first game of yes or no, probably by default, and Mark because you're still looking up the answer, right? <laughs> endeavour to do future research. <laughs> I know one thing that you brought up when you were when you were flying out, which is uh, last week we had a pretty big dump of snow in the UK here. Yeah. Uh, so that's the first the first time yeah first time I've got played snow for a while. Uh, <laughs> you hit the nail right on the head, which was when you were talking about it because everyone kicks a fuss about it. Like you have announcements over the train, you have announcements on the news, you have announcements everywhere, and it says um. I said, keep the planes on the ground, everybody. Watch out for the white stuff falling from the skies. <laughs> Basically, we, we we suffer here, don't we? So I'm glad that you got to see that firsthand. And to be fair, it's a bit, it is a bit slippery when it's, when it's icy, but uh, it's also pretty. Like you could you could tell that. Um, well, I'm not sure if it does happen every year or or whatever, but it it kind of felt a bit a bit special. I think most years we get a good good fall of snow at some point. Not sure whether car owners are lazy or not, but it seemed like they were wearing the snow on their cars like a badge of honour. I saw loads of people driving around and they hadn't cleared the snow off their car, and it's it's, it's actually dangerous. It's great when they're parked on the road because you can, like, even if there's no snow on the ground, you can quickly make a little snowball off their car, which is pretty. <laughs> you're driving around, you'll see the people who you can kind of go, you're going to be all right, you're not going to have a problem. And you can see other people, you go, you're going to have a massive crash. Well, do you reckon it might slide off and then the road will be slippery where they break or. Well, yeah, when you're braking or moving around, basically, you've got a big lump of snow that can fly off at any point. The worst ones is when someone hasn't cleared their back window. And I've seen some people driving around and they've just left snow on their back window and were clearly too lazy to get out and push it off. It's not even hard to get that stuff off. Yeah, because I guess, yeah, then they can't see everything. We, did, we were fortunate in that we've um, kind of progressed into the cold. So we're in, we're in like negative five, negative ten, getting towards zero, I guess. And that was cold enough. And then we hit Finland. We had that one night of negative 20. Ooh. Then 
mostly it was about negative 10, I'd say, negative 10 to zero. And we got a, kind of got really used to that. So when we came back to London, it was, you know, zero to 10, and it felt fantastic. Like we were used to it by then. So there's a bit of pros and cons of the way we did it, but um, our poor families were a bit cold because <laughs> they're coming from the Aussie summer. <laughs> so you mean they're bitching and moaning about it being cold and you're stood there in shorts saying, what are you talking about? <laughs> they were quite cold, yeah. But they troop it on, uh, oh, mostly ready. Prepared, how how but, was so. Finland? Because I don't think we've spoken since you were there. Did you have enough gloves? Yeah, actually we haven't. Yeah, well, good thing we chatted. <laughs> <laughs> now, our, our clothes were all good. We, um, our last day we in, in Prague, we got a whole bunch of stuff, including, oh, actually in Finland, I got my snow gloves. And that's a good investment even just so that you can, like, play with the snow. Because as soon as you use your normal gloves, yeah, you know, they're a bit damp and then you they won't wet. dry at all. No, but uh, it was really fun. Like, uh, we saw a good good few dumpings of snow, so everything was white. And we, it was the first kind of time that you get to see, like, what happens with everything? How does all the all the pavements? Basically, a car goes down all of them and scrapes off the snow, and so they're really wide pavements. And then things turn to ice in the right conditions, so the roads like and pavements just covered in ice, and you can slip over really easy. And then they grade it, and then all this other stuff. And and, and the places, the funniest thing I thought was when they'd clear it like a an area, they'd have to scrape it all in a pile. That's just like the shit pile, right? It's just like the dirty snow they've put in a put in the corner. Yeah. But the kids love it. They climb on top of it, slide down it. Like we we visited this Santa Claus village, which we saw Santa Claus, the real deal. And uh, yeah, the same thing. So this magical place where Santa is, there's reindeer, there's all this kind of stuff. And then there's just this hill of snow that they've all piled in the corner. And that's where all the kids are having a great old time. <laughs> well, because they can slide down it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I thought that was hilarious. And anyway, granted, I, I too went down the hill, of course. Did you mean to go down the hill, though? That's the important bit. I did. The, the good thing about having a Frisbee is it's an instant toboggan. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, and it has you know, about as much steering as a bar of soap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can, can you steer a toboggan? If you've got a good one, then it's going to keep you facing downhill so you know what's going to kill you. <laughs> That's about as much control as you get. Yep, yep. I did like uh, I did it once, and I want to do it more. When people are like, I really want to do it to kids, but Natalie probably um, correctly stopped me from doing it because their parents are around. But I did it to these other tourists. And it, while they got their turns back, you'd like throw a snowball at them. And then they'd turn around and i just point to Natalie and say that she did it. It was the best. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of thought that there's snow everywhere. I mean, all I wanted was... Not like a, uh, not a flash mob dance. What I wanted was all of a sudden a flash mob snowball fight. I just wanted everyone to suddenly, I wanted there to be like a signal where a siren goes off and no matter where you are, it's like, it's on. So you just got to collect as many snowballs as you can and, and just attack people. Like I wish it was just socially acceptable. <laughs> you were just to help people with ice. Yeah. Strangers. That's what, what snow is for. See, what's happened here is, like you said, when when snow happens here in the UK and everyone loses their shit, that's what happened to you. But the problem was you were surrounded by people who see it every day. (laughs) Probably, yeah. (laughs) Not not another tourist. (laughs) Stop throwing snowballs. Like you think it's you think it's all special. Like (laughs) they're gonna love it. Throwing snowballs isn't this fun. They're going. This is this is not. This is assault. Exactly. All all I want to do is is just relive all the Calvin and Hobbes comics. (laughs) We did make a. We're waiting to watch the Northern Lights. Is um, one of the reasons we also went there because 
we want to see sand of it. We also might see the northern lights on the right conditions. And long story short, we saw it for about five seconds after waiting for about four hours. It wasn't it wasn't the best week, unfortunately. Was it like but, creeping over the, the horizon? Like you saw one little bit bit of it, and then it was gone. No, we saw it. It was. The problem we had was there was lots of cloud cover. So every night it wasn't clear. So even if the conditions were right for it to exist, it might be behind the clouds. So we just had this one night where there was the clouds were passing that quickly. There was this brief window and we and we saw one. It was exactly like you'd see it. Like um there was this this single band that zigzagged down and tried to take a photo of it, couldn't get a good one. But um that bit we were surprised about because we kind of got the impression that um you could only really see the color and that through a camera. So people have had added filters and done long exposure and all that kind of stuff. We weren't quite sure what to expect, but we're glad we saw that, that little window because that meant that if on an, on a clear night, you know, it would look amazing. And we you know, had, <laughs> yeah, had faith. That's, that's like when I walk up a hill or walk up a mountain, it's, it's cloudy on top of you going, you're not, you, you, you're annoyed that you can't see the view. You don't stand there going, well, you know, at least I know that it would be really nice if it wasn't cloudy. <laughs> That's it. You want to see it, damn it. I was at a, uh, I was at a housewarming party um, the other day, and we ended up talking about uh, climbing in the UK. My, fr- my friend mentioned that he, uh, he's he been up Snowdon. I think he said, he's like, oh, I've been up Snowdon four times, and every time it's been cloudy. And then someone else helpfully chipped in going, oh, you know, don't worry. The view's wonderful. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, recently voted the best view in the UK. Oh, Jesus, four times. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's 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 really what he wants to hear right now. Oh, man. Yeah, man, if only you went a fifth time, it would have been amazing. <laughs> well, you know, I'm setting off for the Lake District tomorrow, so that's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I'm hoping there's gonna be more snow, but there probably isn't. It's probably gonna be a little bit of snow on the top, but that's gonna be it. And what does one do in the Lake District? Are you going for a hike or something? Or? I'm going to hike. So the Lake District is. Where the, the mountain we're going to climb is Scarfell Pike, which is the highest mountain in England, but not the UK. So it's it's we're we're going to climb that one because last time we went there, we had to give up an attempt to go up there because it was the weather was too awful. So what we what we've done is we went in October and went oh no the weather is too crap to go up Scarfell Pike. Oh no, let's go late December and see what we get. And mm-hmm. the weather's looking like it might actually be all right <laughs> if a bit wet. But I've had so to go you, and get extra stuff, extra kit. You have to prepare to walk in snow, I guess. Yeah, I've had to hire some crampons, and I hope. And yeah. they turn, I was the thing is, we kind of left it a, a bit late to, to do that because we were, the whole plan was, oh, we'll hire some crampons, that'd be fine. And it wasn't until Sunday. So Sunday, we were talking. I was talking to my friend, I was going with about it, and I said, oh yeah, we should do that. Looks into it, and I was suddenly thinking, we've got two days for them to arrive because today's Tuesday, and we're leaving Wednesday. So basically, mm. they didn't get the order until Monday morning. I'm thinking, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know this is going to work. But no, they, they did a good job. Did, did me a solid. I'm assuming yeah. I've got a box. I haven't opened it yet. I've got a box which I'm assuming contains some crampons. Did you have to pay customs? No, because they came from the UK. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> no, they weren't stupid enough to write the value of the thing on the front of the box. <laughs> that's right. That's true. Yeah, that's a weird thing to order crumpets online. That's Cramp- weird. crampons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a crampon, so we can cramp off. Yeah. We did this. Um. Well. One night we went look out for a tower and then we walked downhill to head back and went through the forest. And it was our first uh, chance or first time we've ever liked, not, I wouldn't say gone, I guess it's a hike. It was just a walking trail on a hill, but it happened to be snow. But man, like doing that in the snow, it's it's really fun. It's going to be awesome. Especially if you can get that. Uh, I don't know what, I imagine in Finland you would have got quite a lot of snow that was fairly old. So did you do that with fresh snow? Like 
fell the day before. Yeah, well, the good thing is most of the hillside, everyone just sticks to the one path. So the path, like, visible, which is good. Otherwise, we definitely would have got lost. But everything around us was, like, just like a cloud. It was awesome. Because the best, the best bit about that, I mean, it does look very nice, but the best bit about that is the sound of snow crunching beneath your feet. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yep. So the last time we spoke, you were in Prague. Was it really? Yeah. Then so so then Finland. And we went to Finland for a week. Yeah. Where you saw snow, Santa, Santa. half a northern light, and first we do there. Oh, we went so we went on a reindeer ride. That was pretty cool. Yeah, a reindeer ride. Not time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. I'm glad I didn't pat the reindeer. Apparently, that's a very bad thing to do. <laughs> Just note to self. So a lot of people doing like cross-country skiing. Have you done that before? I've never done cross-country skiing, no. But from what I know, it's exhausting. It, it looks like the equivalent of when, if we would go mountain biking. Like, it looks like a mountain bike trail, but... They just cruise around, and it'd be awesome because it'd be free, right? You just take, you drive your car with your skis, you park, and then you do a circuit on your skis. Like it sounds awesome. Yeah, that that that, that sounds about right. I mean, that they, they, they definitely would have more trails from, especially if you don't really. It's like for so, so for us, if we went cross country skiing, we'd be suicidal to just go off on our own and just have a long wander around. You want to be on a track, but for some people, that's how they get around over there. Yeah. So then uh, once we were there, we. The airport was that small. We walked to it. So we walked to the airport, pleasantly surprised in London with the folks. And then we pretty much smashed the shit out of London with the, with the two families for two weeks. That was a ball. They sadly had to go back to work. I did feel feel like a bit of a, bit of a dick. I said the last night, I was like, oh, man, don't feel like going back to work next week. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so then we did that. Now we're in Milan. We've been in Milan for almost a week. So, <laughs> yeah, fun story. So part of the visa that I've got, I've got a working holiday visa for Italy. It's a 12-month thing. You do all that stuff at home. That's enough paperwork as far as I'm concerned. You pay your 300 bucks. And then um, they say, oh, just by the way, in the first eight days, just drop into the local police station and just get that sorted and then you're good to go. Turns out it's taken us um, or taken me four trips to <laughs> the central station. Today I finally got it sorted. Uh, with a bit of a caveat in that I got to return back to this city in a month's time to pick up the card. Today was the last day of sorting out. It pretty much took us a week to get all the photocopies. Because you're not at home, even just doing something like photocopying your passport is an ordeal, especially when no one speaks English. I, I definitely found that when I was trying to apply for my visa in Australia. Is that, like, They would ask for things you used to be thinking, I don't actually know where that How is. That? Like, oh, can we have a yeah. copy of your birth certificate? And you're thinking, oh, God, what? Well, first of all, where I don't know it? where it is. So I, you just yeah. have to ho- like email home, like, I need a copy of my birth certificate. Do you have one? Are you my real parents? This is the time <laughs> to tell me. So yeah, I definitely know. It's, it's, it's not easy to get photocopies of things or anything. I'm trying to get some stuff certified as well, and that's a pain in the ass. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I couldn't imagine what you had to do when you were, when you were here. That would be annoying. Any paperwork. Yeah, today, like, I thought, so I had head into at 8 o'clock, thinking it'd be all good. And for the because we were recording, it's 5.30 when we started recording, yeah. I got home at five and it was a big day. All done as far as I, I, think, I think. So they're going to let you stay. Yeah, apparently. So Milan, I'm just looking at Milan on the map now. I've completely forgotten where it was. So what's it like in Milan at the moment? Because that's that's pretty far north in, in Italy. You know, you're pretty close to the Alps. It's pretty much uh, Milan's not high as far as I can tell in altitude. It's pretty similar weather to London. You can see mountains in the north that are snow-capped. And when, so in a couple of days when we go visit the family, they're further up in like the border of the Swiss Alps and it looks like they've got snow in all the valley. So it's a bit, yeah, just a bit more further. It's a bit higher. Um, but here we're 
but pretty safe. It's pretty normal here. We're hanging out for a 15 degree day. That, that might be all right. Imagine that when you're if you're at home in Perth and 15 degrees turned up, you'd be thinking that was not worth going outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've never really, like you said before, like we've never really done this cold thing before, so it's it's been pretty interesting. <laughs> done this cold. It's not even what is it? It's just winter's technically just begun. Yeah, we feel like we're halfway through it. Yeah, you were in Finland in autumn. Well, I suppose up there it's definitely winter by that point, but. It, by t- time of year, it's about awesome time. Now, now it's moving into winter. Yeah, it'll only get worse. Well, worse, better, whichever way you look at it. I can't wait for it. Well, I say I can't <laughs> wait for it. It's happened. I've, I've had my snow. That's all I'm going to get this year, probably. That's all you're going to get. <laughs> I was say, you just need to make a little trip. Definitely will try and make. Oh, wait, I'm guessing part of that is why you were going around these places anyway. Because you, you, you've traveled around these kind of places before, haven't you? Well, the thing is, like, because it's it's a kind of a, not a hassle, it's, kind of a process to be able to see snow for us even though like you know technically we'd prefer a warmer climate you got to kind of take winter as it comes and kind of appreciate it for what it is because once summer hits and then you go home like it's uh it's summer forever <laughs> in australia oh uh, if, you, if um, i'm hoping that you go back to the Aust- australia in like the middle of well like now yourself. go back in the middle of february or something and it's just here, here have a 40 degree heat wave probably die then, then you can and then you can know how i how i felt when I moved true. there, true. Um, all true. the time when you were having a go at me saying that I was I was being stupid, going, oh, it's too hot at 26 degrees. That's true. I think I will invest in fixing my air conditioning in my car. And it's probably something... <laughs> Is it finally time? That was like four or five years ago that it broke. And I was like, oh, this car won't last another six months. There's no point in fixing it five summers later. Well, you see, what's going to happen now is you're going to fix it and then it will immediately give up. Yeah, exactly. There's no point I've committed. So basically, you're probably better off buying a new car. I think that's going to happen. <laughs> Buy a new car just for the aircon. So, like, uh, when you, when you buy it, you go to pick it up. Just take the aircon out and leave the rest of the car there. We got like the, there's this thing, this breakfast that we kind of like here. They sell these croissants. I guess they're like the long life milk version of croissants. They're they're not fresh croissants. They're in a packet. But these, uh, it seems to be pretty normal here. We're, but they these ones are full of like uh, a little chocolate nuggets inside. They're all uh, individually wrapped kind of thing and. Put on a shelf, sort of things. So I'm not sure exactly what's in it. It's probably not good. Oh, it's probably fine. You'll be all right. I, I, I'm pretty sure I know exactly what you're talking about. And they're, yeah, they're surprisingly good considering they're in a packet. Yeah, exactly. We have it every morning for breakfast. <laughs> it's great. I do the same when I'm on the continent. We got. Uh, what do you say on the continent? Yeah, that's a normal. Well, for me, it's a normal thing to say. What do you say when you're in the continent? When you're in continent? No, in no. no I did not say that. <laughs> Pretty sure you did. Roll back the tape. No, that's definitely not what I said. Pretty no. sure you said <laughs> <laughs> when I no, I said when I'm on the continent or in the continent. In the continent. That's okay. In the continent. Is that like a? Europe? Yeah, mainland Europe, yeah. That's a new thing. Oh. When would you have ever come across that term? Because for you, all of Europe is <laughs> Europe. And so I'm going to try and forcibly um, put that in my vocabulary. <laughs> it won't make any sense when you're talking to Italians. No, probably not. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's... It's a relative term from when you're out, from when you talk to someone outside. I wanted to talk to you about... Well, I've got, uh, I've got two topics here. One is something that we came across, which I found pretty fascinating yeah, on the, along the trip. It's about old stuff in general. And the other one is about one of my latest conspiracy theories. And you get to choose which one you'd like to hear. I always love hearing your conspiracy theories. <laughs> well, since we're doing it, um, I'd like to tell you about the fact that uh, global warming might not be real. Right, I think this conversation's over. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying it is. It is real or it isn't real. I'm just saying it might not be real. Right. Do you, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be kind and polite, and I'm going to let you explain what you mean by that. All right. Are you sure you don't want to lead with it? like? Um, I can't possibly tell what your opinion is. Please tell me what your opinion is. No, no, no. Go on, go on. You, 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 you go on and explain what, you, how you think this is the case, and then I will shoot down every part of it. Come on. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'd like to preface this by saying I have a university degree in energy studies. Do you? Yes, which <laughs> kind of isn't a good thing to mention because that is, uh, I think it's in the curriculum that global warming is real. So basically what you're saying is you went to university and studied energy. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to say this just because it got cold once? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Not possibly, no. Uh, it, it came up when we were doing this um, this cooking class and this guy was, he's in the real estate of the area and he was talking about how, we're just making small talk trying to ask about you know, what the real estate is doing now in the country, even though we had zero interest. It's just a good conversation because obviously they're, they're fully into it. And, and he was talking about how currently, you know, there's a cycle and the, the current cycle is that it's, uh, I've even forgotten because it's not important. It's either uh, very good or very bad to buy, but you know, it comes and goes. So maybe in 10 years it's, it's good. So he's, he's very aware that, there's like fluctuations and he's definitely a firm believer of these cycles that happen up and down, up and down. It's just the timing that happens. Yeah. I'm of the opinion, I'm not saying I'm a believer in yes or no, but I think that we should be able to question things. Otherwise, the world would be flat. I completely agree. Yeah. Otherwise, this tinfoil hat that I'm wearing wouldn't be fashionable, you know, but it is to some people. So that's why I'm allowed to wear it. I think that how we tell that, let's say that there is warming and yeah. let's say that it is true that it is warming. Right. So you're not uh, doing very well at proving that it's not happening right now, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not saying it either way, but what's to say it isn't a cycle that's just at a scale that we haven't been able to record yet. Well, that's entirely true. That is is the case. And oh. we're doing up but although the cycle's been uh, thrown out and we're actually about to miss an ice age. Possibly the cycles are getting longer in their waves so that it may be irrelevant because we may die because this cycle is too grand for us to exist in. Well, not so much that, but if you look at it, the ice ages come and go. And what we're looking at now is we should be going into another ice, a mini ice age, but we're actually going to miss it because of the greenhouse effect, which means that the the uh, the IF is actually warming up at a rate faster than it should be, which is bad. So what what, what I think what you what you stumbled along here is what some people actually try and use as an example of why we shouldn't care about our energy consumption because oh it would get warm anyway. That's 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 naturally what happens. Oh no no, I'm not, not saying that at all. Because um, but what you're ignoring is the fact that we want it to stay the same, regardless of whether or not we caused it. Global warming is it, it is uh, yeah, yeah. So we think what you said here, you're not saying global warming doesn't exist. You're saying that it doesn't. It's not caused by human beings. No, I'm not saying that. Because, uh, some people are of the opinion that, like you said, like uh, we have to do our own part, and to think that our own actions don't do anything that doesn't solve anything that makes things worse so we have to definitely do our own part but i guess 
man, I definitely should have thought about this better because you are you are ready to fight your point. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I I also if we if we skip that point, I'll, I'll provide a second argument yeah, cool. in that <clears throat> because you're clearly going to probably beat me on wherever that one was leading. <laughs> in that we had this. <laughs> we'll call that we one now. This, move on. <laughs> You're going to beat me in these games. We had this lecture, I remember, in the energy studies course, in the energy studies course, where there was two one-hour lectures. There was on the Wednesday and then the Thursday. Yeah. And on the Wednesday, they used their facts. Uh, they used this one set of facts to say how using this policy, policies are boring, whatever, would, um, would solve the problem. And then the next day, they used the same hour to say, um, using this set of facts, uh, this policy wouldn't work. So I, I thought that was pretty, pretty awesome, pretty brave, pretty forward thinking of them to say like, Hey, facts can be not misinterpreted, but actually, um, used on purpose to prove different points because facts aren't biased. They're just numbers and it's the way you use them to present an argument. So what you're saying there is that stats can be used to prove a point either way, Anything. right? Yeah, they can prove any point. Yeah, and I do wonder whether I'm not saying I don't believe it, but I'm thinking of all this trouble of, you know, I, I think the global warming movement would definitely help when that guy did the inconvenient truth, uh, Ducko. He was parading around the planet talking about it. But that's using a set of facts. Like, isn't there a scope where somebody could use the stats to prove otherwise? Yes. Yeah, that that could be the case. Can't try and argue against that, Baxter. You can't, can you? Well, it's a well-known case that you can use stats to basically bend your argument in any way. But what you need to be looking at is which case is has the most um, the most well, not the most biased, but the, the least is the most consistent in how it takes its findings and also isn't ignoring certain things. So, if I make a case to you of uh, the the Earth is flat, and then you come back with a counter argument which disproves that then what I need to do is be able to say why I'm right, not just ignore what you've said. Mm -hmm. So in the case of global warming, is people are saying, oh, global warming's happening, and other people are saying, no, it's not. And <laughs> they might come up with some some facts that suggest it's not. But then yeah. the people who are... You know, Pro-global warming is a bad example, isn't it? <laughs> because that's not the right word. Not, the, people, the people who think that global warming is happening have an answer for, every, for essentially pretty much everything that people who, all the deniers are coming up with. And the difference mm -hmm. of how it's treated is what makes the difference in the argument. It's like, it's like anything where if you start questioning things, then you, that's that's good. It's good that you take something that I say something to you and then you don't just believe it straight out, outright. The, where it becomes stupid is if I say something to you and then you don't believe it because I said it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I Definitely, there's a lot of, lot of the crux of the argument, I'd say, in my personality would be based around that opinion. In that uh, not believing things at face value, but that's also because I'm lazy and I don't research things myself. But the thing is, if you don't take something as face value and then you look a bit deeper and then find out that the face value was correct, then you should then you can still accept that it's face value. Mm -hmm. So when you dig dig a little bit deeper, if something is you know it, it like all of these great conspiracy theories, the the landing on the moon, it's one example where everyone goes, oh, there's no way we landed on the moon, we could have been back, and then they kind of go, but all of these things are why we could land a moon. Uh, I don't believe that. It's such a, a stupid argument. It's like, well, no, we actually did. And there's all this mm -hmm. proof to say that. And then, yes, there are some people who have 
try and explain how some of these things have didn't happen like oh if we couldn't have actually afforded to go to the moon because of all this and go but then someone else would come back and say well actually it would have cost just as much to fake going to the moon and then mm-hmm. people are saying oh we actually didn't do it we just did it to bankrupt the russians here but we didn't bankrupt the russians that's the thing like i like the ability to question things and i guess i'm definitely a bit um biased about this because i i thought university wanted you to question things and i definitely in an assignment i definitely yeah. wrote somewhere to the effect of um um should we believe something that's just told to us you know because uh surely we can make our own opinions and pretty much got told no global global warming is real yeah <laughs> that's what this course is about um yeah. <laughs> if you want to like and i've soon found that if i want to get high marks in this course i'll have to write what is expected to write and no, you just that have just to in back itself, up what you say. Well, yeah, that just in itself, no, no matter what I would have said, um, I wasn't going to get a good mark by saying global warming wasn't real. And whether or not, because I don't believe that it's not real, it's just the fact that I should be able to argue otherwise. Like I can imagine a, 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 his, a part of history where the universities were teaching everyone how the world was flat and the one crazy guy who was saying it was round was ridiculed. I just well, feel, I know it's completely different and not at all relevant. That's but... not the best example because we always <laughs> no. knew the world was round. But the, what a, a better example would be that when the assumption was the Earth was the centre of the universe, everything rotated okay. around the Earth, okay. and then Galileo comes along and starts saying, "Well, no, the math doesn't work out. It definitely goes around <laughs> the sun." How Part much controversy do you reckon he, he had when he said something that was different to what everyone thought? He got chastised by the church and was basically excommunicated. Yeah. So the, the, but the, in that case, that's because someone had come up with an explanation of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, good, it's a good example because the authorities that be had basically told everyone the reason that the sun comes up every day is because it's going around the earth and it's rotating because that's how it looks. That's from, from their opinion, that's that's what was going on. And then <laughs> someone else did some more research and came back and said, actually, here's my working. The mass doesn't work out like that. What's going on is we're going around the sun and this is why. And if someone then, like the authorities took it upon themselves to go, well, we can't have someone coming up and saying that we're wrong. That doesn't work because if they say that we're wrong about this, we could be wrong about everything. So yeah. they had to basically try and shut him up and we're saying, no, you're, you're not right because we said something different. So what's happened there is that someone's you're creating a conspiracy theory because what I've said has to be right for some other reason, which basically means I need my trust to be kept intact or something. And they're ignoring the person who's, it may come across as a crazy person in the room, but you should give them some, well, not credit, but you should, should give them some leniency where you're going to say, well, we'll actually consider your opinion we might reject it again later, though. So I think that would be the difference. All I'm just saying is just listen to Copes every now and then, just in case he's onto something amazing like the Hey Arnold movie. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so you're going to keep on throwing these out here, and every time you get one right, you're going to bring it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And thanks again for bringing up that example to, like, just argue my side of the, <laughs> the case better than I can. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just yeah. say this isn't the first time I've had this kind of conversation. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I love how people get so passionate about things. I do love but, a good uh, conspiracy theory, though. Well, I'm, I'm going to try and think of ones that are a bit outside the box because what I've done so far has been pretty, pretty token. But uh, we'll get some pearlers there. No, there was, there was some. The, the the best ones are the ones 
like the JFK uh, assassination. Mm-hmm. Because that one's a bit different because it could have been an inside job. It could, mm-hmm. there could have been two, shot, two, two shooters. Whereas when it comes to something like, did we go to the moon? You kind of get, well, that, that's we've got quite a lot of evidence to the contrary in that. Mm, fascinating. Conspiracy busted. Mark is right. One nil. On a slightly different point, one thing, an interesting thing did happen the other day, which is that uh, I was walking back through Oxford the other day. Oxford is a bicycle town. It, it tries to say itself as. I can tell what it is because it is a pain in the ass trying to drive into it. Um, yeah. Near Scotland, isn't it? No, no, it's not. I give up. Copes, what I'm going to show you now, this is called a map, right? <laughs> I'm going to try and think of one of the names I made up. I can't even think of it. Cricket and Wood. It's near Cricket and Wood. Cricket and Wood is, is a suburb good. of Oxford. Um, okay, good. So, but I was walking, when I was walking back through it, I noticed that somebody was trying to cut a bike lock off a bike with bolt cutters. No, wrong. And I did nothing. Oh. Now, you see, there's two different ways this could go. Because I've told you one side of the story, which is that... Yeah, someone was trying to cut a bike lock but it did look like it was their bike in that there was somebody stood next to them who looked like someone who was trying to be helped so if they were stealing the bike then they did everything right because they made themselves look like they were meant to be there they were acting like they were meant to be there mm. and basically it worked because everybody, everyone I saw just walked straight past even though there was what really looked like a bike theft happening this guy may actually looked like he was breaking in no no he was just cutting the lock off a bike okay but they well, they were making a ham of it, so I'm guessing that might have helped why, why I kind of looked. But it was definitely I walked past and I was very conscious of, I feel like I should have stopped and just asked if they were okay. Because if I saw someone doing that to a car, I probably would have done the same, would I? If you see someone breaking into a car and they say, oh, no, I just locked my keys inside and you walk on, then... You know. They just need an excuse. That's it, because it, it takes the balls to ask the question, but as soon as there's any response, you go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, oh, I lost I lost my bike lock or something. If they're like, I, lost, I forgot my combination, I'd be going, oh, I'm not so sure about this. Yeah, it'd be like, are you breaking into that car? And I'd be like, yeah, but I didn't have a brick. Oh, okay, no, <laughs> We had that at the airport, that was because they're all about, they're definitely about don't leave your bags. Like there's apparently in, uh, what did we read somewhere in, in Paris, I think? They're, um, they're just saying... Now enough is enough. Like if we see a bag, a bag unattended, like we're definitely taking it and definitely burning it. Like yeah. no questions asked. Oh, they'll, they'll destroy your bags for you. Trust you. Trust me, they'll do and that. This, we're waiting in line to get on one of the cheap airlines. Um, and hashtag not a sponsor. I'm not saying anything about any <laughs> airline because so far we've 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 been good. But um, yeah, this one guy that's in front of us just uh, I guess walks away to do something, and we can clearly see that. You know, he's left it. And most of the time that you see a bag by itself, you, even though there's signs around saying report it, I've never reported a bag by itself to this, anyone. It's this why it doesn't it doesn't work there. I mean they put the signs there, but the other there's two two things that come into play. One is you don't want to make a fuss. If if it's me, I definitely right. don't want to do anything. You can see the guys is over there, so you would look like a dick if you reported it. The other one is that if it is a problem, uh, hopefully someone else will deal with it. I don't want to do anything. Right, right. Yeah, and there's, there's two two couples. There's one guy ahead of us, and there was a couple in front of them checking in. This guy ahead of us walked away from his bag, and the people checking in, uh, we found out to be American because they've accent straight away. And he's probably like, I'm guessing Americans are super security conscious, but as soon as the man walked away, he turned to it. He's like, sir, is that your bag? <laughs> straight away. He's like, yes, it's my bag. So some people like are, are, are good about it. 
Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, but also I, I find it irresponsible as a traveller. Like, I don't even let any of my belongings leave my grasp because I'm afraid of a pickpocketer. Oh yeah, there's that. It's, it's you're stupid if you leave your stuff unattended anyway. But also, you should know by now that people are concerned about someone taking a a bomb or anything dangerous in their luggage and. Like the thing is that if someone did that and they were doing it well, then they would just walk away. Mm-hmm. So when somebody is stood there in a queue and then suddenly just walks away from their bag, that the the defense of going, Oh, I'm just going over here, it's such a shit defense. Like you should know by now that you really should be taking this carefully. Because right, they're gonna right, be right. right on that. Where or someone's just yeah. walked away from their bag, it's probably got a bomb in it. Well, it, it's it's not probably, but it, it because of that possibility of it might, it's safer just to assume that it does. No, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, like it's Definitely the irresponsibility of the of the traveller. Yeah, so if, if if you if you leave your bag in an airport unattended and it does get destroyed, it's your fault. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's this other we went and saw went and saw another Broadway in London. We saw Aladdin on Nat's birthday. Aladdin. And, um, I didn't know that was still running. Yeah, it's pretty new in Perth. So we, in Perth. Yeah, it's just come in Perth recently. Oh, so you saw this before you left? No, no, sorry, sorry. That's um. So it seems new to us. So maybe it's been here for a while. But uh, when leaving there. I was because I'm not sure about you when you're traveling, but when I'm traveling, especially in, if it's a new city, I just assume every single person around me is plotting to steal my things or <laughs> or do something bad. Like I'm ultra aware, like just the eyes are moving to everyone, right? Just assessing everyone. Thank God I'm not the only person that does this. Oh my God. And so this thing, this scene happened and we're traveling in a big group. So I'm, I'm also aware that we're probably a target. And we're sitting outside after the show and there's lots of people around. This is the first ever time that I've seen what's happening and stopped it from happening, which was, I was very proud of myself, but I was also like, got me on edge a bit. <laughs> Basically there was this guy, while I was waiting for the family, there was this guy next to us and he was trying to, he was trying to talk to these uh, three young girls that had just been in the show. They're probably like 18, 19. And uh, it sounded like he was trying to convince them to go to a bar or go somewhere it seemed like he was just trying to sell them something and yeah. he needed their IDs and most of them were over 80, but there was one that was under and didn't piece it all together. But some of the girls were like, yeah, this is a great idea. Let's follow this stranger somewhere in their car. And there's, there's a couple of them that are like giving them the evil eyes going like, no, let's, let's no, that's let's a not, stupid idea. That's not safe. And I almost felt like jumping in and saying like, girls, you need to go away because this is not a good idea. But anyway, he's like acting all charming and stuff. And they, they end up not going with him, which is great. But he just hung around this corner right next to me. And I just happened to be waiting there. So I was watching him for a bit. He wasn't doing anything except for just watching people. And then as soon as our family comes out and we cross the road, he's in front of us. He decides to cross the road then. And so because I'm aware of him, I'm, I'm just watching him because um, he's just decided to suddenly cross the road. And as he's crossing the road, there's another young couple that's, I just happened to remember seeing before the show. I don't know why. I guess it's just they're close, but they cross each other at the same time. Like they're so their faces are really close to each other. The guy in front of me is walking ahead into the crowd, and these people are walking to our left up the street the other way. And wow, it looked very much like he could have said something to them. Like no one gets that close to someone. And we keep walking. Like he quickly dis- I didn't see where he went because I turned left and watched this couple. And they're walking up the corner and then spin on a dime to turn around and come back behind us. And so I'm at the back of the group and I've just been watching them the whole time. 
And so as we go around the corner, I make eye contact with them because they're, they're turned around to look at us again. And I've just realized that that's probably what happened. This guy's gone across the road, told them about us straight behind him. He's probably ducked into a shop and these guys are going to tail us behind. And from watching them make an eye contact, I must have done something with my eyes or something to look a bit just curious as, as what was going on. And they didn't follow us around the corner. So it was, it was very interesting to, to kind of see it see it happening it, it might not have been i i was like i think now i'm like i'm wondering of the chances where you just managed to completely misread this <laughs> no but like it to me like thinking at the end like he was already suspicious at the start yeah and they had definitely turned around on the spot without talking to each other to um come back around the corner without being seen like it was it was quite obvious to watch but um it was just it was just fascinating to watch that you just you just got to be super aware of everything. I mean, it's I'm sh- I'm sure you're right, and that is what's happening. Although, I, I'm f- for me, the amount of times where I've st- started to think that something might be happening, and then obviously it's, it's not at all. This is the only time where I'm of the of the opinion that it was, but yeah, no, that, that's, that yeah. definitely sounds shady. Just gets me right up thinking about it. God, the nerve of some people, isn't it? Imagine the excitement of when you go, "Oh my god, something's actually about to happen!" So I actually stop it. I definitely like when I explain it to like. We just kept walking. Like we're just going to keep walking <laughs> because we're just this obvious group of of tourists just gone to a show. You know, got all our bags. Yeah. Hopefully, nothing else really happens. But um, well, it sounds like you're pretty switched on. I mean, you obviously you're not. Yeah, you know, having been around the block a bit more, you're a bit more aware about some of these things. So, yeah, I'm re- I would say you're probably less likely to be hit by them anyway. Hopefully, I mean, we have in the past in, in previous holiday trips, but um, have you ever had anything like pickpocketed or stolen or? No, no, nothing ever exciting has happened to me. Not even we we had once where at a friend's party, and afterwards we all crashed in the lounge room. There was like a dozen of us asleep on the floor on couches. Oh, it's actually making me nervous hearing about this. Someone broke in, walked over all of us, and stole a bunch of girls' handbags and left. Jesus Christ! How drunk were you lot? I were all asleep. Probably a dozen of us. We were very drunk. I, I want to take my hat off to them because the balls to break in, see that there was 12 people in the room, and they sort of just go, yep, still on. Yeah. <laughs> because surely, like, what makes them turn around? To be fair, the door probably wasn't locked because probably someone left the party at some stage and forgot to or something. There probably was somebody who knew there was a party going on as well, actually. Oh, I am sure, yeah. They're probably just waiting. We couldn't believe it, yeah. Actually, what one of one thing did happen to us once, which is when we were skiing. We were a bit younger. Um, I can't remember how old I was. I was would have been about thirteen or so. So we we're on a skiing holiday, and about half of through the week, uh, we I can't remember. I, I, we, we, me, my brother, and my sister, we we just wussed out that day and decided we we're just going to stay in the apartment and play games. I don't know why. Um, because it's games. <laughs> for some reason, I don't. I don't actually know why. But we uh, we're playing a card game, and then at one point, Ian and Brian both look up and suddenly go, "Oh, what was that? Did you hear that?" <laughs> I didn't hear anything, so I'm going, "Don't know what you're talking about." We kind of ignore it, and then about an hour later, Brian goes back round into the apartment because she wasn't because we had the group was big enough. There was two two apartments, and we were in one. She went out to the other one and came back, and I was like, "I think something's wrong with the other one because I think it's been broken into." And we went around; it obviously had because the door had been forced open. Hmm was broken they'd been through they'd taken out all the uh, any electronics like people's bags were emptied out onto their bed and just been just rifled through and stuff so we had to like call everyone else back and be like by the way the flat's been broken into and stuff's been stolen oh that was your group's apartment not not just the strangers yeah it apartment. wasn't just strangers it was it was, it was our groups look at looking back we're kind of like well you know 
probably not going to stay at that hotel again because someone managed to just walk in, break it up. I think they did a couple of flats as well. I think they just did whichever flat was by the stairs on each level right. because you could walk in like you could walk in the front and take the lift up, or you could go into the back and take the stairs up. Uh, but we look back and go, there's we're very fortunate three of us because we were basically three teenagers. We we're lucky that we weren't in that apartment. Yeah, you would have eight more toys. We just happened to be in the other one. So, so we're looking again. That that was that was very fortunate. But it was it did. At the same time, it did really suck that loads of stuff got nicked. Yeah, and so even you, you don't even have to worry. Like in a hotel, you don't just have to put stuff in the safe because of worrying about cleaners stealing stuff. You got to worry it because people could actually break oh, yeah. in. People, people can can break in. We had we had the slight problem that um, because uh, so the surprise that our parents had multiple layers because it was a surprise to me that my parents were there. Mum and dad organised. The Airbnb, and so as such, I technically didn't have an address of where I was going to be staying when I arrived at London. Obviously, you get to immigration; they're like, "What's your address? Like, this suburb isn't enough." <laughs> I'm like, well, "We had kind of planned for this." I was like, "Well, the problem is, there's something going on, and my girlfriend knows, and you have to speak with her." <laughs> uh, wait, wait, so, so what, what, I'll tell you right now: what should have happened is Nat should have just said, "We're staying at this address and giving you the address." Okay, here's the problem. Because Nat knew that my parents were coming, but unbeknownst to her, my parents had organized her parents to come as well. And so Nat at one stage thought we were booking into a two-bedroom place. We're actually going to a three-bedroom place. And mum couldn't tell Nat the address of that one because if she looked it up online, she would have noticed there were more bedrooms than there are people and got curious. That's just very poorly managed. (laughs) <laughs> it's just they're they, like credit to them they had to think of so much like mum had to like find another available airbnb that was two bedrooms instead of three and told nat it was that one but then something that had changed their mind or something i don't know they do a lot of things to get away with it because Nat had no idea what was going on at all either um but we didn't at all expect that i'd have to put an address down i completely forgot that that's a thing that you have to do with immigration so <laughs> yeah. lo and behold Basically, I think what happened, this guy, we had arranged so that um, Nat would be, she had the British pass, but she went through, no worries, and she would be waiting for us. And if something came up, I'd just say, hey, it's something's going on. She knows about it. And he's like, oh, no worries. So she spoke with her. That's, that's surely <laughs> they actually let you do that. I thought they would have been. Yeah, like, I was no. actually surprised. No, as soon as I brought it up, he left his cubicle and walked straight to her. And I, yeah, exactly. I thought I was going to have to go to a little room and get just have to wait till they figured it out. But Nat also couldn't get a hold of the Wi-Fi properly to, to figure out the final details. And, um, but this guy was like really good, like, uh, asked her a few questions and I think she was getting a bit nervous and basically mentioned, look, look, it's a 30th birthday surprise. Um, they're just outside if you want to get them <laughs> and talk about it. Um, but he let it through and he obviously came back and he was like looking for my passport and he was like, Oh, it's your birthday tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday. Stamp. Here you go. <laughs> I, I so, reckon he probably wouldn't have noticed if she hadn't told him. No, exactly. exactly. He was just trying to put it on. So in, in some respects, they were very um, curious, but otherwise they were very, um, not realistic, but they were, they were okay with it. They let, let it all happen. I, I know what I'm like traveling because you would have been just off a flight. You would have not been in a great mood. And then these people come and ask you questions and you just want to get into the, get into the country. Right. And you know, you just got to, you just have to answer everything exactly. You just have to be onto everything, like thinking of 
of everything that's happening. Yeah, uh, it must be pretty hard to try and sneak into a country because it's the kind of thing where if you start lying, you just don't lie because they're going to work it out. Mm-hmm. I love watching the uh, the border control TV shows and watching the people who are trying to lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I've always like the same with Nat. Like whenever we have some paperwork we have to do or something, it's the good thing is well, fortunate. No, it's not fortunate. It's based on our character. The, the good thing is. Everything we're doing is legit. We just yeah. have to figure out what paperwork we have to do, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, some people who aren't legit and they're the people that they're trying to find out. But in that case, it's not the immigration's fault, is it? Right, right, right. But you, you just have to know that they're questioning you because they they need to assume the worst. There but, we go, kids. Coates's uh, advice there: if you want to sneak in a country, don't sneak in. Have a reason <laughs> to go there. All right, Coach, what should people do after they've uh, after they've listened to the episode? You know what they should do? No, I don't. You're going to tell me. No, I was hoping for an answer. Well, the thing is, the person that's listening has a, has a sibling. Because everyone, like, we know this about the listener right now. They have a sibling. And they should tell their sibling. They should ask their sibling if... Because, you know, sometimes you're just trying to find out... As you get older, you're trying to find out what things you have in common with your siblings. You should ask your sibling, do you, have, uh, do you listen to podcasts? Isn't that and what we did last week? Did we? Did <laughs> yeah. we? Oh, I can't do it. We're running out of acquaintances. I know what they should do. And it's not listening Tell to me. a podcast this week. What they should oh. do, they should call a close family member just to say, <gasps> hi, how are you? And because you I reckon... So better than me. I reckon people haven't... Uh, I, I know I don't do that. I reckon people haven't been doing that recently. Not as, not as much as, as you know, our parents probably did. Especially the busy season. It's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll be after Christmas. Especially, uh, what I meant to say, especially after the busy season, is what I meant to especially say. After this, especially after the insert whenever this episode is released. Just call them up and just say hi. Yeah, because I think about this with mates, especially since I moved out of the share house, is that I wish you could just catch up with people just because. I'm not saying anything. Maybe you could just call up people just because. I mean, if they pick up the phone and you're like, hey, and they're like, hey, and they say what's going on you probably need to have an answer you probably need to say oh, I just felt like chatting with you yeah you, don't you, make well, it awkward it, well you don't have to you can just say I just wanted to catch up but don't don't just let them say hi and then say nothing that's the worst way to do it <laughs> are you allowed to call up someone and just say um, just wanted to catch up is that still a thing you're allowed to do, do you, yes you're allowed to do it I mean I, I don't but yes, you're allowed I to. I don't do either. <laughs> Maybe we should. We should do it more often. What we should do? We should call each other every other week and then just talk about stuff for a couple of hours and record it. Oh yeah, that, that, oh, wait, we do that already. Well, like every fortnight. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> good if we did do it every fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna not be so busy. <laughs> yeah. So you should, well, you should call up someone, a close relative, and just say hi and ask them how they're doing. Uh, whilst you're doing that, you should also like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> I'm Tarquin Ultimate. I'm Coach Stalin. So, like, when when you've got them on speakerphone, like, use your phone and also like be browsing Facebook and Twitter. You got to multitask these days. You got to do more than one thing at once. We're actually while while you're talking about the Facebook, we're, we're trying something of late of where we're on the Facebook page where when we say the uh, we send the podcast episode through, but in between podcast episodes. We kind of have this thing called podcast conversations come up where we just bring up a topic that we've kind of talked about in the last episode, but we kind of want to hear what other people, other people's opinions. So 
I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you see it, just just chime in. Add your opinion. Chip in with anything, even if it's a silly opinion. I mean, I can't say that they're really sensible conversations we're having. No, but I can assure you that Baxter is sick of my opinion. (laughs) I want to spread them out. I need someone else to take it for a bit. (laughs) Need some logic in there. All right, it's been good, man. I'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, man. Too easy. See you. Ciao.